everybody, and welcome back to 99 Potions Fan Bites Premier RPG Podcast. Uh, the best video game podcast on the net. Oh, wait, no, I'm hearing that there are more than one video game podcast now. Oops, well, this is still a good one. I am your host, Steven Strom, managing editor at fanbite.com. I am joined, as always, by one featured contributor, Natalie Flores. Hello, Steven. Hello, Natalie. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty all right now that I'm here with my RPG pals. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Someone else I hope is also doing very well this time of the day is one large editor at Chief, John Warren. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Um, First of all, I I just want to go ahead and and teach the controversy, uh, if I may, and just say um, this is the best video game podcast on the network. I'm just going to say Oh. Okay, and if, and okay. if Channel F wants to, you know, meet you, in the you pit. know, meet me in the pit, they're welcome to. And Stephen, you can take that back to your little Channel F friends. Okay, that's fine. I don't okay. know that podcast anymore, so I got no. No, skin no, in no. This but game. you're on it though. No, you're eh. on it though. I mean, you're you know, on it. you know how you have friends that you hang out with, and then you have friends that are your friends. You know uh-huh. that kind of situation. Okay. Just kind so of establishing. You well, you've really, you've really dived head first into this, <laughs> this, uh, this rich fiction by, by this is insinuating, by, your allegiance to us. By, yeah, by insinuating that those other great people that we work with are not your friends, but we well, are. John, you need to like much like the MCU. This is sort of a Wandavision like reference. Oh, so if you go okay. to next week's Channel F, you'll hear me saying the exact same thing oh, about you folks and gotcha. saying how much I love them more. Okay. Yeah, you'll 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 say that it's actually fiction that uh, Natalie and I share one brain cell is that we yeah. actually only share half of a brain cell. Next yeah. Week. Okay. Uh-huh. yeah, it's sort of like uh, to keep the uh, Marvel metaphor going. I'm kind of a Loki like figure. Oh, I'm a trickster. A trickster. OK, well, um, we also could I'm running for bring... president. <laughs> <laughs> if we could bring then an RPG metaphor into this, I'm thinking it kind of like Square Enix and Final Fantasy VII and the love triangle where you feed a little bit to the Clarith fans and then you give a little munchies to the Cloud and Tifa stands, <laughs> but you never really confirm either one or both just so that people get more invested and, you know, like capitalism and you get them to keep coming back to the same exact storyline. Natalie, God, I thought this I've, was going to be eventually... Out. <laughs> I thought this was eventually going to be a thing to introduce our special guest who no. we have not spoken about for 20 minutes. Um, yeah, it's been four, he, it's he been four and a half minutes. Part two? <laughs> <laughs> we are joined, of course, by the lead guides editor of fanbite.com. It is Dylan Skiffington back oh. on the podcast saddle. Hi. More than anything, I'm just glad I can laugh because you calling John large editor a chief. <laughs> <laughs> Just about well, broke me. No one, no one acknowledged it's it. Run, nope. It's the running bit that no one knows my title uh, uh, on this week's episode of Friends Reunion, uh, which uh. you can hear every Monday afternoon on the Fanboy Podcast Network. Uh, LB was hosting for the very first time and asked me right before we started recording, hey, what's your title? And I said, nope, you've got to just come up with it. <laughs> so this is like a cool thing that I'm doing to other people who just forget what my title is. It's very good. It a lot anyway. of respect, huh? I think it is like I see one. It's like it's so respectful that no one remembers any of that stuff. And it's also respectful that nobody seems to care. Like that's it's great. No, no, no. Not I, I'm just, that's a genuine. I mean that sincerely. It's very funny to me. Anyway. Hi, Dylan. I love it. Hi. <laughs> listen, listen. My minute, coffee minute, has already worn off. I need, I need, I need like another. Uh, I need like the the coffee machine from the office. I need that back. Oh John. yeah, so. yeah. We did have a fancy coffee machine in that office before the bad times. Yeah, for all of like four months. <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> oh yeah, God. we did. We all banded together to do the research on which uh, overly expensive coffee machine to get, and then we got it. First of all, Andressa, our wonderful office manager, she got stuck with just like cleaning the thing, which like sucks. Um, mm. I, we all should have taken turns at that. I feel like, but um, well, you can fix it when you go back. Oh, we're never going back. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say never. if mm. you go back, <laughs> you get there. That coffee machine has gotten like grown legs and walked away. By it's now. just left. It's just like wow, nobody loves me anymore. I'm just gonna go downstairs or something. Um, 
But yeah, I also need coffee. We are to part the curtain. We are uh, now uh, recording these in the afternoon. So like if our energy is slightly different for this one, that might be why I am definitely feeling. Uh, but listen, Natalie and Steven sound great. I think mm-hmm. Dylan and I are running on fumes, but that's, that's no, just... no, that's that's very generous of you. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> listen, John, no, I do sound great, I... though. You're right. You, okay, are, you sound that's great, true. Steven. You, yes, you sound full you, of energy. You sound full of life and joie de vivre. What the fuck is this game that we're going to talk about? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, John. I almost said Jonathan. Had to remember. Not your name. <laughs> that's not my name. <laughs> can't remember your title. Can't remember your name. I can remember the name of one game that both, both, both Dylan and I played. It's called Path of Exile. Or P.O.E. Great gamer name. Yeah. Great yeah. Not to be confused with Great Pillars of Eternity, which I keep doing for some reason. I keep doing it too, Dylan. And you and I are probably the only two people on the planet who do that because that crossover, oh. ah, that crossover probably exists a little bit, but boy. Oh, but that, I mean, that is the same. I didn't even, yeah, it's the same yeah. acronym. It oh, is. Wow. At least you mistake it for another acronym because I remember when you mentioned it in the Slack, you're like, you mentioned Poe. I was uh-huh. like, who's Poe? P O E. Yeah, it, yeah. Talk about Poe Dameron, baby. Let's, talk Let's about go. Poe Dameron, baby. Oh boy. We had a little bit of a talk about doing a Star Wars podcast, and we're just, we've decided to just um, pivot ninety nine potions to Star Wars. The ninety nine potions are now represented by blue milk. So everybody, oh. strap in for our takes about Attack of the Clones this week. Uh, Anakin, this Anakin guy, I think he's going places. I think he's got a bright future <laughs> he's ahead. Really of him. going places, anyway. Uh, you know, no uh, path of oh, God damn it! I almost said Pillars of Eternity now, and then I almost said Pillars of Exile just now. Oh my God! It's all the energy is fucking <laughs> siphoned out of me. If you no. thought we were already chaotic before, we've got news for you. <laughs> yeah, afternoon ninety nine potions energy is, uh, is going to be a little bit different, but Path of Exile is pretty similar to another video game called. Diablo 2, and I think that is kind of the thing that they definitely went for, especially in the wake of Diablo 3 being, I would say, at the time, a very divisive game, despite the fact that it sold millions and millions and millions of copies. Path of Exile went for a more traditional sort of action RPG style in the style of classic Blizzard action RPGs, and uh, has, over time, morphed into its own completely mutated beast of free-to-play nonsense and expansions and story stuff and updates and weirdness. Uh, Dylan, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, no, that's... See, it's one of those things where it's, like, extra weird because of the the, the seasonal system they're on. Like, wrapping your head yeah. around how that game actually works and what's in the game versus what isn't uh, it takes a lot of Googling. Yeah, 100%. Um, I have not actually done a ton of the Googling stuff, but like, what kind of stuff really sticks out to you so far is like things that just are really tough to wrap your head around. Because that was what has kept me from getting into Path of Exile too deeply over the last like few years. I've I've pecked at it here and there and tried to get into it. But every time I open it up, I look at that skill tree that uh, people colloquially refer to as the skill forest. And I'm like, nope, 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 Ooh, nope, 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 nope. Just the name. Yeah, I think it's two things. I think one, like you said, is the skill tree and builds. Um, like the idea, Path of Exile doesn't make respecting your character easy until you're late in the game and have lots of money. Yeah. So you have to know exactly what you're doing before you even start, which is intimidating. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that uh, is pretty confusing is just the fact that uh, as the seasons go on, sometimes uh, grinding gear games uh, adds new features to like the core experience. Yeah. Cause, cause every, every season there's a ritual league, which has the seasonal content. So this time it's like rituals, which is confusing. Um, oh, those are two different things called the same thing. I think it's called the ritual league. I could be mistaken. The ri- uh, it's definitely the ritual league. Cause there's rituals going on right now, but I think it yeah. leagues are just leagues. Just I leagues, don't know that yeah. they're called ritual leagues. Yeah, well, yeah, well, the, so this league has rituals, which is like one minor, you know, one 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 feature set, and if pe- enough if enough people like it, they'll add it to the standard game, because there's always like standard leagues going on. Um, and yeah, it, it just it gets very confusing because all that stuff that gets added to standard is also in the ritual league. Uh, so stuff right. like delves and all the other you know crafting and the beast taming and beast fighting and it right. goes on and on and on and on and on. 
I just got to the beast taming stuff today and it came seemingly out of nowhere for me. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I just mm-hmm. meet this guy wearing like a cow skull on his head in the middle of going through the normal story of this game. The story of this game, basically, by the way, is that you are an exile, the titular exile, who is ostracized by this like deeply theocratic society that believes in some just some God. There's just a, a God that they believe in that they call God. And I don't think it's the Christian God, but um, it's not super clear uh, to me at this point. And they exile you to an island called Ray Class that is like sort of a fantasy Australia, you know, um, place where they send prisoners to just go live out their lives sort of thing. And um, over the course of the game, you are trying to basically fight your way out and also make a path forward, a path of exile, if you will, for <laughs> other people to escape uh, from the, the from this place as well. Because, like, these little villages and towns have opened up. My understanding is the story goes in some completely different places later on, but that is the original setup, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... I give you credit for paying attention to all the story. Uh, everything's voice acted, but I can't be bothered to sit there long enough and care enough. Yeah, they go on and on and on if you let them. Yeah, it's easily like 10, 15 minutes of dialogue sometimes where you're just sitting there listening to people go on. But yeah, it, it goes some places. One of the last levels I just did was entirely made of flesh. So, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Oh. I mean, I'm fighting oh. koalas just in my up very oh. casually. Oh, you're fighting koalas? Yeah, Dylan They're is in, danger, in the flesh Steven. mines, and I'm fa- fighting koalas. They are in da- endangered, Stephen. That is not unbelievable that you would do this no they're it's fine they're fantasy koalas it's spelled with a q or whatever it's not the same thing <laughs> koalas koala banana koala wata banana i love this the it's the two genders of rpgs the flesh mind and koala <laughs> the koala it totally is <laughs> The flesh um, mine sounds like something you would encounter in actual Diablo, and the koalas feels like something I would encounter in Dragon Quest, like right. a Dragon Quest Two or something. This game's free, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, free. It, it's free. It's free. free, it's free. I mean, is it is it like free the way Genshin Impact is free, or is it like better than that? Better than that. Wow. Oh, okay. Genshin I, Impact I have, is stingy. I, I would say I have spent sixty bucks on the game. Okay. Um, oh. Because uh, they're pretty good about it, but like, um, so when you start the game, you only have four uh, stash tabs, you know, to store your gear and your skills and every single uh, craftable item and collectible and currency. Uh, And if you want more, you have to purchase them. Okay. Um, Mm, But they have dedicated, basically. Yeah, but they have dedicated pages for like currency that will hold 10,000 of each currency. And I have one for like, uh, God, I don't know. There's, there's like a, every different seasonal mechanic has its own tab. They have one for, you know, the end game map system, which is how they do their end game. It's all through like getting maps to drop and then altering the maps and then beating the maps. And, uh, and then that stores a whole bunch of maps. Anyway, my point being, you kind of need to buy those if you're going to play seriously. Um, okay. But they're like six bucks if you get them on sale. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's not too bad. Jordan also uh, posits, I think, a good question that we're in a position to answer here in the chat asks, um, how free as compared to Warframe, which is another free to play loot driven sort of game that I often think of is in conversation with Path of Exile personally. Um, I don't know how much uh, uh, Warframe you've played, Dylan. I think, well, for me, Warframe has been completely free. Right. Outside of like buying, buying new uh what what do they call it? I'm just muttering to myself, like really gotta play Warframe. <laughs> yes. This yeah. happens you, consistently yeah, throughout this RPG yeah. podcast. You just gotta play Wet Destiny at some point with everyone. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Eventually we all get there and then you play the 30 hours. Oh, Natalie, if you played through the 30 hours and you got to that story yeah, beat, to the, be to forever. the point. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um and since you mentioned that. Warframe and Path of Exile are sort of in the same conversations. And we talked about story earlier on. Why do you think that it doesn't really work for either of you? I mean, it sounds like it sounded to me, we talked a little bit on Steam when uh, you were playing it a couple days ago, and it sounded like it had actually clicked with you a little bit more. Yeah, not like the story, but like the mechanics. Um, I I feel like one of the things is, 
I mean, I guess Warframe is equally mechanic heavy, but Path of Exile is just like, I want to get through it because I realize uh, how long the game is. Right. Because before I even started, everyone was like, it's only 10 hours long. And I am <laughs> 25 <laughs> hours into it and I'm at act four of 10. <laughs> Why do yeah, people, people even in our say Discord. that? <laughs> so, like, it's one of those things where I just, I don't know if I have the patience to sit through every single conversation, especially because... I, I got to a tribal area and people were all talking with tribal accents and I was just like, ah. Oh, quote unquote tribal accents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, mm-hmm. early on, there's a little bit of that stuff too. Early on where I was just like, all right, do they know what they're dealing with here? Where like some of the first enemy factions that you fight are like people who live on Ray class, this island where these people have been like um, exiled to and they're like cannibals and it's not super clear. Like, is this supposed to be like a, like an old timey racist thing? Like I, I can't tell. Are these people like weird demons? Are they like other like shipwrecked people who have split off from the main group? And part of that is on on me for not understanding because I've not I I cannot sit through all the dialogue. I tried for a long time. And now that I've gotten to like other areas, I'm I'm not quite into the same thing. My understanding is later on, the story goes more towards like cosmic weirdness and like gods and um space stuff even i don't quite know for sure but um the stuff that i'm i'm still very much in that part that you're talking about um dylan yeah you eventually get to people like seeking immortality and stuff like that but it 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 pretty consistently stays towards the weird when you think about it it's weird kind of thing because like yeah early on you're slaughtering essentially tribes people and a whole bunch of animals like thousands of monkeys (laughs) <laughs> yeah, monkeys and koalas and all that stuff. And then I got so to a part basically, of that if it's if it's on the protected list, you're you're just massacring it in this game, okay. right? I mean, yeah. this this developer is based out of New Zealand, so I guess they're they're you know probably closer to Australia culturally and geographically than we are. Oh, well, that here. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, um. So maybe those ideas are kind of like plucked from there but also mm. australia is a is a culture that is you know shot through with as much if not more races well maybe not more as much racism as the united <laughs> as states in, in a lot let's of ways. Yeah. let's not go wild here. let's as not much. go wild yeah yeah but yeah. but it has a history of like you know um very uh violent suppression of like native peoples and stuff like that and yeah. if you're playing with that kind of fire in a game like this i would hope that they would be more clear up front about exactly what's going on with some of this stuff or just sure. avoid that entirely and they don't. Yeah. Hey, I'm watching a preview video or not a preview, but like a gameplay thing of, of uh, Path of Exile. Um, the the Diablo comparison is interesting um, because, yeah, the gameplay loop is very similar. But um, also your your HP is just an orb full of jelly, which is yeah. basically what Diablo's is. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, Same with so your mana. Just, yeah. They just didn't really hide that at all. No. Okay. No, I mean, you know, it's fun to be shameless, I guess. Yeah, you know, I don't think they've ever made bones about that sort of stuff. Sure. I also I also don't know. I know Titan Quest is a very popular one of these games that has been reported and reported like a million times over the years. So yeah. I don't know how much of this stuff is actually pulled from Titan Quest or other uh, games in this similar vein. I don't know how much of this is, is like that because Diablo is my main point of comparison. So, you know, at the same time, I would say that like, Tonally and like in terms of what they're doing with their world and stuff like that, very different from Diablo, at least as different as like a sort of low fantasy world can be. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And I'm confused as to how this works. So I'm reading here in the notes that you have to redo the story every single season. Like Mm -hmm. how often does a new season come along and how does that work? And why is that the case? Because that's, I mean, as someone who... Uh, the only sort of adjacently like or like similar game that I play, I guess, is like an MMO, which would be Final Fantasy fourteen, and sure. that <laughs> that operates very differently narratively. So I'm curious as to what you mean by this, because just that sounds daunting uh, on already. It's an already daunting experience, it seems, for new players, and that feels like. Like, it, it would turn away a lot of people just reading that sentence. Yeah. Uh, so it's part of their their whole league system, because when you start a new character, you can choose to either be in the standard game, which you don't have. If you played standard constantly, you wouldn't have to redo it every season. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, you would basically be getting new content three to f- on a three to four month delay at the soonest, because they always add it to the ritual league. And then 
after it ends, or they always add it to the, I keep saying ritual league, they, they always add it to the league. And then after that ends, they decide what they're going to add to standard. Uh, right. but, so if you want to experience the new content, you have to do a league. And when you do a league, uh, it's a complete reset of everything. Like everyone's starting on day one from nothing with this fresh character, uh, which means uh, because POE is a big trading game, which means, you know, you can't just go out and buy your build on day one. Everyone has to start grinding until people have all the drops again to trade with each other. Um, yeah, when I, I I interviewed the founder of uh, Grinding Gear Games here uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he made a big deal about the idea that when you play Path of Exile, um, everybody is on even footing in terms of the economy of the game, which mm-hmm. um, I I have not gotten deep enough into the game to really see how important that is. I'm sure it's very important because it's important in Diablo. It's important in Warframe. um, It's important in all these kinds of games, right? Auction houses and all that stuff from Warcraft. And um, they definitely seemed very proud of the fact that like, yeah, every single time that they do one of these resets, these seasonal resets, the leagues, which is just their name for uh, seasons, which is like a holdover again from Diablo. Diablo also has like leagues that they will do. And I think still do to this day, adding new free content to that game. But it's, you know, obviously a game you have to pay money for as opposed to this one. Um, everybody starts on even footing. Everybody gets to chase the same gear again. My thing for the thing for me, that's so odd is like having to go through all of those same areas over and over and over again, instead of having mm-hmm. like new unique versions of them every single time. It's so weird. Yeah. The story doesn't change at all either. It's literally just like they add new features to the game as you explore. That's what it is basically every season. So it's you're, you're when people say it takes 10 hours, that's somebody basically going through the critical path, only hitting the necessary stuff, only hitting the stuff that gives you skill points to help you level up. Because uh, like the, the super experienced, actual high-level players can beat the game in like two hours. Right. So it's, it, it's basically just like if a new Destiny season started, you had to beat Destiny again. I mean, I you in in some ways you kind of do or, or have had to do in Destiny in the past, actually, now that I think about it, by virtue of the fact that you have to replay old strikes to grind out those bounties, to grind out that gear, and you're replaying most of those levels over again or doing daily heroic adventures and stuff like that. So with the exception of the fact that in this game you have to play the all the levels in order, which I think is the sticking point here, it's not that different from what we see in a lot of different games where that even Final Fantasy if you're doing the daily roulettes uh, to get your gear in Final Fantasy, you're replaying the same dungeons over and over and over, just not in order every single time. Yeah, I think the idea is that uh, whatever new feature they add, it's also usually sprinkled in throughout. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, usually you're doing a completely different build each season. Uh, so you're also just like trying to put together stuff, you know, try to get good stuff to drop. So I I think it's a lot, but I'm sure the people who do it every yeah, you know, do it like three times, four times a year. Or don't don't mind. Yeah, uh, it's certainly very popular. My understanding is this latest expansion had the highest number of concurrence they've had yet. So it's very similar to Warframe, where it seems like um, it kind of like peaks and valleys. But every single time a new expansion comes out, the peaks are always higher than previously. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I was a really late comer to Diablo. Like I, I really. Oh, same. I, I, I didn't really play Diablo 1 or 2. Um, actually, the only time I played Diablo 2 was in an office building when my dad took me to work one day in Buenos Aires when we lived there. And some oh, dude yeah. had installed it mm-hmm. on his computer, even though he wasn't allowed to, and was like, do you want to play <laughs> Diablo 2? And so I did. Um, uh, but I, I really only started with Diablo 3, and... I kind of immediately was like, oh, I get why people are super obsessed with this. Like the loop is really satisfying and it is really, really easy to just get into that. Um, I guess it's like Borderlands, I guess, like kind of a modern way to look at it. Like pe- people are really into the loot grind of Borderlands. Yeah, which I guess Borderlands not, is the exact same thing. I think it, it is. The, I think it really is like the closest similarity. Um, that's not like an isometric RPG, but uh, um, I I really really enjoyed it. I think I put like twenty hours into it before I kind of put it away. Um, does Path of Exile like have as like crunchy of a loop? Is it as deftly made, or are there differences that you would point to as being like, oh, this is really distinct from Diablo? I will say so far, what one thing that I think is really distinct from Diablo is <clears throat> that and. Dylan, you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, because I think you know just a bit more about the game than I do. But 
I don't think your skills are necessarily completely locked to your character. I think it does a Final Fantasy X sphere grid style thing or like a license board in the original Final Fantasy XII type thing where everybody can basically get all of the same abilities because the abilities aren't tied to your character at all. Your abilities are tied to gems, like like loot that you pick up and level up independently of your character mm. and then could theoretically stash in your shared loot box then like give to another character that you rolled later on. Um, so right now I have the ability to like blink across the map and, you know, with like a, like a, a frost burst at the end of the blink, uh, teleport sort of thing. And yeah. I can summon a fire totem and I can, um, whack guys and then make lightning shoot out of their heads and stuff like that. But those are all just gems that I slot into my armor. If I wanted to, I could just slot those gems into other characters. And then I've got a bunch of gems that I can't use right now that have dropped as loot that would also theoretically allow me to use different skills, but they require dexterity, which I'm playing a Templar, and the um, place that I start on the skill forest doesn't give me a lot of dexterity. It gives me a lot of intelligence and mana. So most of these dexterity skills are locked behind a stat that I just don't have enough of to, to right. like shoot a bow and do bow shit. Like, I'm just not allowed to do that because I, I there's a number blocking me. But I think if I moved far enough to the, like, uh, bottom side of the skill tree, I would start unlocking more passives that give me more um, dexterity. Or I could just theoretically get loot, like an amulet mm -hmm. that has plus 26 dexterity. And it's like, well, shit, now I can use a bow if I want to. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that's locked uh, is behind your class choices are your... Uh your ascendancy classes, which are basically like your end game specialization. Like if you're a uh, wizard, do you want to be an elementalist or do you want to be like a summoner? Or like if you're a thief, do you want to specialize in poison or do you want to specialize in bows or backstabbing? Like, yeah, that, like that's the only stuff that really gets decided by your class. Okay. Now, cause like okay. my, my, my character is a rogue that's using two wands. Okay. A rogue using so. two wands. So you're just like <laughs> shooting magic missiles. Uh, actually, I'm some. I'm used, casting spells that cause blades to fall from the sky, and then casting another spell that causes okay. all those blades to explode. Okay, all very normal. Okay, mm -hmm. love that. Yeah, Rope you're shit, doing the right? fucking Final Fantasy 15 shit. Is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Sounds now, super <clears throat> cool, though. Yeah, John just dropped a very now, important I, image I, in chat. I just dropped a very important image in the chat, and I just want I, without is that a skill saying, forest? yeah. So what what I want to point out is that the skill tree of I guess these are this is just the passive skill tree for Path yeah. of Exile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At some point, it it uh, generously makes the uh, sphere grid from Final Fantasy X <laughs> look like a three. Uh, box flowchart that I drew on a napkin. Like, I, I like this is. This gives me anxiety. This looks yeah. like a circuit board that is a mistake. It doesn't do anything to me. Um, it is very like. This is just one of many, right? No, no this, this is the is, one. This, this is the, is the oh, one, okay. right? And then there okay. are so, ascendancy classes, and then there are like loot that you can pick up, obviously. But in terms of like your yeah. basic character passives, when and you level up and you get a skill point, this is where you put the skill points. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I would I would say just like just so the listeners know, there are probably as many nodes on this as are the Final Fantasy Ten skill tree, if you want. But I would say they are arranged in a way that looks like absolutely nothing to my eyes. Yeah, I, I, like, I will say bizarre. Th th there's a reason why everyone wants you to look up a build to begin with is because right. uh, there's this application called Path of Building uh, where basically you take someone's build a in name. a raw paste bin file and import it and it tells you which way you should go on the skill tree uh, based on how far you are in the game, like an early, mid, and late game. Uh, and you can use some of your skill points to refund and like move around the map and all that stuff. So you need pathfinding to use the path of exile skill tree. basically. Yes. And also there are technically, I haven't gotten really into these, but there are also jewels with drop as loot, which you can slot into your skill tree, which alter the nodes in your okay. skill trees. Well, I haven't encountered that yet. And that wow. sounds like another fucking layer. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, the the depth never ends. It's in it's like infinitely complex. Natalie, you said that this gives you anxiety. Yeah. Um. Did, did Just you, absolute anxiety. Did the sphere grid in Final Fantasy X give you anxiety? A little bit. I I think I think the gambit system in Final Fantasy twelve. 
Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, get your um, shot in, Natalie. It's fine. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for letting me have that in. Um, uh, so that was hard for me to navigate. And yeah. I already didn't want to navigate it because Final Fantasy twelve. Okay, is- you said um, it once. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> the Final Fantasy tens <laughs> was... It, it, it was... It was pretty intimidating, especially compared to... I, I started out with Final Fantasy thirteens. Like, I felt hey. the Crystarium was pretty manageable. And then I, I would say Final Fantasy tens is the next in line. And then twelve is a little less accessible for me. Like, at, at least that, like... Well, the, the, the Gambit system is complicated. I wouldn't say that the license system is complicated in Final Fantasy I, I, Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it, it just... It, Visually, it gives me anxiety, and then this is like a huge step <laughs> it, above all of yeah. that. I see where Natalie might be coming from here, which is that like it shows you so much of what's going to be available eventually that there's an analysis paralysis of like, well, should I be going left or right on this fucking thing? Like, right. yes. similar to the Final Fantasy XII, it's like, well, if I dump a bunch of license points over here, I won't be able to like start making progress towards that thing over there. Right. And th- yeah. yes. Yeah. So, That's and then yeah. like That's you don't exactly know which it. one you want to be working towards, and you, you get all the way over there, and then somebody on a forum says, oh, "Actually, ten uh, percent block chance with a shield is garbage on this game because blocking doesn't do anything." <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and I guess to to like come full circle, and you may have you may have said this, and I just missed it, but are are, are any of these branches in the skill tree locked based on your class? No. Okay, because that is how Final Fantasy X basically gets around being too complicated to me. Eventually, is that like, I mean, it, with the Zodiac Age version, it did. No, no, no I mean, I ten. So the, for the Spirit. Oh, game. ten, so like, ten, ten, ten. Sorry, sorry like sorry. ten, like ten really locks you into a path unless you get these special unlock spheres, which basically can pull you off of your character's uh, like an intended yeah. initial path. Yeah. Uh, basically the way that game works is that eventually you can stray from an archetypal archetypal path that takes you into different skills that you might not otherwise have. Whereas this just looks like uh, no rules, just right. Like salad bar of madness, um, yeah. which is interesting to me. Yeah. It's the olive garden, um, endless breadsticks of skill trees for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the olive garden in the sense that it makes me sick the longer I look at it. So <laughs> anyway. But so yeah. this all just makes the game feel extremely daunting and inaccessible to someone like me, especially since I any online experiences like this, I tend to play very casually. Um but uh, one Diego Arguello, who has written Path of Exile Guides for Fanby, and who wrote this really lovely piece on PC Games N recently, which is titled Path of Exile's Thriving Community Reminds Me of MMOs Like World of Warcraft. I want to know what your experiences are with the community and if that has helped either of you ease into what is I think for many people, just something that is really intimidating at first glance. And I feel like a community can really make or break that for newcomers. And so I'm curious as to your experiences with the community in this game. Because Diego goes on in his piece to say, like, you know, maybe if it wasn't for this community, I would have just bounced off this game in 2021. It, It isn't his first rodeo with the game, but he's found that the community has really made him keep logging in occasionally. Like it's not something that he just did like a one-off, like the community has really made him keep up with the game and what sounds like a game that is difficult to keep up with in a lot of respects. Yeah, um, I will say I'm going to mostly leave this to Dylan here because it sounds like he's actually looked up stuff online, Mm -hmm. whereas I have been gliding into this thing blind pilot wing style under my own power, (laughs) randomly throwing skill points. Yeah. Uh, the, the most I've seen of the community is people in the general chat because there is a uh, general chat in the style of like the Baron's chat in World of Warcraft, uh, which Warframe also has in a very similar way, actually. Um, and I remember playing it around election night and it wasn't super great in there, but that's also just like Baron's election chat. Night. That's election <laughs> night. And also it's like 
Baron's chat style for people who don't know, like World of Warcraft, um, you know, lots of people hang out in the Barons, which is a, like a or I guess it still is a zone. It's different now, but it, it's still a zone in World of Warcraft where a lot of people will hang out because it's one of the early starting zones for one of the more popular factions. And you would just like see the dregs of humanity fucking posting whatever they wanted to into the void all day, every day. It was like Twitch chat before Twitch existed. Oh my God, Jordan just says I moderated that fucking chat. Oh, what the fuck? Jordan, we need to have an entire episode about that one day. Holy yeah, fuck. Oh I can't God. even imagine. Um, so Dylan, what has your experience been so far, like looking up these tools and stuff online? Yeah, I, it's definitely uh, feels a lot like Warframe. Uh, yeah. Just in that the game is really complicated. The mechanics are really complicated and the stuff you don't know feels infinite. So on that front, I would say it's more like Warframe. I definitely see, you know, the lines between that and MMOs like Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, I I have not played WoW, but uh, Elder Scrolls definitely has a similar community that's like always super helpful and always willing to, you know, to tell tell people what they should be doing or what they should be thinking or how to approach stuff. Um, So like on that front, yeah, they're, 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 they're pretty similar. But I, I would definitely say it's more like Warframe just because Warframe has... You have to Google constantly in that game too. So yeah, you're all if you're playing Warframe for the first time, you're just hitting the Warframe wiki every single minute <laughs> of every single day for sure. Um, I will say that I mean, if you think it's like Warframe in terms of like how helpful people are, that's kind of what I'm curious about. Like how how nice are people that you in seen? chat like in the game? Not not particularly. It's mostly just people spamming uh, sites that probably are banned. <laughs> okay uh to like buy accounts and stuff yeah i've um, seen a lot of that too i would say like it's better if you go to like the dedicated websites or the subreddit uh to an extent i, I don't know how bad the subreddit can get i haven't been on it too much it's most i've just mostly been using the subreddit as a way to find links to other stuff sure 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 but um, it sounds like there's at least a lot of good tools out there that people have constructed yeah, no, yeah there's, Diego there's, does there's mention sounds. the discord server so i guess mm. like more concentrated communities like that really can make the difference you have to because you if you want to take the game seriously you can't go in blind very well unless you're willing to spend some money yeah Steven, i are you willing to spend money so far i haven't felt the need to spend money on anything like the the closest thing that i've felt the need to buy um specifically because they said it was on sale at one point is more inventory space um the stash slots are not something i care about at all yet because i haven't run into the, like uh, the upper limit of the stash lots. I've, I've the most I've done is um, fill up to the third tab of four a little bit. I didn't even fill that one up all the way. And then I realized I could probably be selling a lot more of this stuff instead of keeping it. Um, Dylan, do they sell bag slots? Like just bags that you can continue to keep stuff in when you're out in the field or is no. that always locked? They don't No, It's okay. always locked. You, you, you only have the, 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 the box back at base. Cause that's actually the thing that I've been the most like kind of, unclear about that I have thought about Googling a few times is like, how often should I be grabbing junk loot off the ground and selling it back at base to get those blue shards? Cause there's like 75 different kinds of orbs that you can craft out of selling, like selling items. Because when you sell items, at least so far where I met in the game, there's no gold or anything that you get in return. You get like it's orbs. It's all like these, like here's a scrap of an identify scroll. And that's what you get for like selling a, a non-rare item. And here's an orb that will, here's a scrap of an orb where if you have 20 scraps, it'll turn into one big orb. And then the big orb lets you turn a normal item into a rare item and stuff like that. And yeah. I've been super unclear as to like how much I should be hoovering up loot just to sell it for those orbs. And like, cause if I want to, I can just keep teleporting back to base over and over and over and over again, as long as I have teleport scrolls and just like selling this loot all the time. But at a certain point it gets so tedious that I can't imagine that's how they intend me to play. So I'm just like leaving loot on the ground, which I try never to do in games like this, even like borderlands and stuff. I usually try to break items down, but there's no way to do that so far for, uh, as far as I can tell without returning to base every five hmm. seconds. Oh boy. Um, okay. So few things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't mentioned that you should abs- absolutely get a, get a loot filter. Um, and what? and what does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, because Path of Exile drops so much loot, the community has set up loot filters that hide anything that's low quality, like a mod. Because, yeah, uh, you you hook it up to your account on the Path of Exile website. 
Oh my Wait, it's God. literally a Or you can install them tool? separately. No, they're the community made. But they, Cyberpunk needs that. So like hmm. for for example, if I fight if I open a chest and it drops fifteen common and rare items, I won't even see them. Because they're not even worth looking at. So huh. I don't want those identify scroll scraps. I don't care well, about those. Well those are only for the gold items. And there are only certain gold items you want to pick up. Well there's blue items though. I can identify those too. Uh Okay, so those aren't worth item. it. Not once you have once you have gold items, you don't really want blue items now. So the pr- the problem is it changes as you go, and you can make your loot filter more and more strict. Uh, and as Stephen was saying, you don't get gold; you get fragments of orbs and shards, uh, which is where the currency tab comes into effect. Because there are orbs that are like, all right, let me. There are obvious ones that are like turn this normal into a rare, or turn this rare into an uncommon. But then there's also like re-roll all the modifiers, like re-roll all of the 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 skill gem colors, uh, connect skill gems to each other so that right. you use supporting gems. Like there's that that that's literally the game. The game is just currencies and re- modifying loot. Um, is yeah, that I, I, satisfying I after a while? What's what's that? You cut out. Is there, that satis- Is that satisfying after a while? Like. Once the uh, I always always like I, I'm a person that once the systems are so clear to me that they no longer hold any mystery, I usually pretty much lose interest in a game. So like, if I hit nine ninety nine in a Final Fantasy game, I try to time that with getting to the end of the game because mm-hmm. if I'm at capacity with everything I can do in the game, I hope the game is about to be over. Otherwise, like. This is just me. This is just my brain. I know. I know a lot of people aren't like this, but it's like, I, I don't know. It's like my friend. I've told this story before. It's like my friend Ben, who once he prestiged uh, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, twice, and kind of realized that he was just on this treadmill forever. He he stopped playing that and then quit playing video games for twenty years. Oh wow! So like like there's just kind of like a thing that I think some people like me experience where it's like if i just realize i'm pouring this currency into a bucket of other currency to get uh item y like just add infinitum that like i don't know that loop that loop better be backed up by gameplay that is super 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 interesting does that make sense yeah Okay. I mean, I think that's part of why we've seen such a big renaissance of roguelikes recently, right? Is like yeah. constantly taking the progress away from you and then you like... I Man, that's why Hades works. That's why Hades works. works well. That's why Dark yeah. Souls works. Dark Souls right. is a very similar place of like every time you die, you're learning and it's harder for your brain to look at or maybe more satisfying for your brain to look at um, the progress that you've made internally, mentally, than like just looking at a number go up all the time, right? Right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. There's like a, a million things in this game that are super hard to explain and that no, are it's so right. easy to forget about. Like yesterday I saw, I was watching someone stream the game and they were playing some mechanic that was introduced some season ago where <laughs> it's literally like, a, you know, like those 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 cork boards where everyone has like white and red wires looped yeah, to everything. The, the uh-huh. always sunny thing. Yeah. yeah, so there's like 15 different characters on them and you have to find them in the world and kill them, then decide whether you want to like help them, betray them, and then what, what you decide to do with them alters everyone else's relationships with you and with each other. And I don't, wow. like there's, I feel like this game is mostly about, it's mostly about the mechanics more than anything. Okay. Because yeah. th- there's like, a backlog of you know like 15 different games to discover essentially like and i think that's actually maybe the the way that they have found to get around some of this stuff is because like you were saying earlier dylan all that league stuff gets rolled back into the main game every single time because the the things uh and in fact actually john the thing that you you hit on there of like getting off that treadmill or getting onto that treadmill being like the thing that worries you about these kinds of games was also why i never got into it for the longest time it wasn't until i started hearing that they were doing like stuff that was built on top of that that looked different enough that i was like oh okay maybe like farming like farming, literally like farming, yeah. like farming was the first one. And then right after farming, they did heists. There's like GTA five style heists where you 
create like a JRPG party of characters that is like, here's your locksmith and here's your blah, blah, blah. Here's your blah, blah, blah. And you go into these bank vaults underground and and steal shit. Like uh, now that's been rolled into the main game. And those sorts of things uh, seem to be how they get around some of this. Right. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting there, though. Yeah, that's the thing. It's because they've they've, they already built, you know, this game's been around for what, like eight years now? A long time. I don't know. A long time. So they've just built like so much normal Diablo game on top of that that you have to master first in order to get to the end game stuff that looks like that, which I guess is probably what you want from a free to play game that you're just kind of playing as a hobby at that point. It's hobby grade is one Randy Pitchford, I might uh, imagine saying. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so uh, earlier, uh, I almost said this year, it was last year, um, Path of Exile 2 was announced. Yeah. With a game that is this iterative, was that announcement? I mean, I, I know, Steven, you've just kind of started following the game. But Dylan, like, was the announcement that Path of Exile 2 is coming and not just like an endless stream of additions and advancements for Path of Exile 1? Was that a surprising announcement for you? It's what got me wanting to play, honestly. Okay. Mm. I was going to wait until that came out, but then it got uh, delayed big time. It did uh, during COVID. Because I think they were they were they were talking about late last year, and now it's yeah, maybe now it's late 2022. this year. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's that's what PC Gamer says. Yes, twenty twenty two. So it's like it's way off. Uh, and then I decided I couldn't wait anymore. They said during that interview with that founder that I had, um, he was saying that um, this will be the year that we finally see a lot of details about Path of Exile 2. They've been holding off on uh, showing too much of it and talking about it too much because they wanted to really focus on making sure that the league content doesn't suffer. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, But Path of Exile 2 is also weird because Path of Exile 2 is a separate mode inside the same launcher as Path of Exile 1. It's not a separate thing. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, but it was it will still have all the campaign of one too. It's it's yeah. weird. Oh, uh, so it's like hit. So it's Hitman. <laughs> it's just Hitman. I, it's kind of like it's Hitman. Hitman too, I guess. Yeah, uh, I think they had okay. to have everything carry over just because of how expensive everything in this game is. Ah, okay. oh, well, that's cool. I mean, like, like gen- genuinely, I think that's cool. Like they like Overwatch isn't going to do that. Like I, I might, oh and I'm, I'm guessing that they won't. Like I'm guessing that this big iterative game overwatch is not going to carry into overwatch too. Cause blizzard wouldn't do something like that. I don't think, but now I mean, that's cool. Cool that they would do that for path of exile though. Now that you mentioned that though, that is becoming more and more common. I think path of exile yeah. is actually weirdly ahead of the curve. Cause overwatch yeah. announced a very similar thing. It's like, it's overwatch too, but it's just an expansion for the other game thing, but I we're not calling it an expansion. Yeah. Then, I still don't, we still don't know like the economy of don't. that, but yeah, they have said that. Yeah. That's and true. then, but, but also fantasy star online too. That new Genesis thing is basically the exact oh, same thing. Yeah. I don't I don't think anything in my brain will ever get used to logging into the shop and seeing there be an option for a five hundred dollar cosmetic, though. Oh, my God. What? Really? Yeah, they do yearly supporter packs where you can spend like, you know, 50 bucks and get one set of armor, you know, one pet, one teleporter. Or you can spend like one hundred dollars and get two sets or uh, or two hundred dollars and get three sets or like four hundred dollars and get five sets. Oh, my God. Wait, why so many sets of the same thing? Well, because they they release like one set at 50 and if you then they release one set at 100 and then if you buy the one at 100 you get the first two because you don't have to buy them all individually they just stack oh so is it like you're buying ones from previous years no they just release new ones every year and they're exclusive for that year and if you miss them you're just out of luck huh Uh, i think i think they come back eventually like in, in individual pieces but those are expensive too because like uh a single, like, I don't know, like a, a set of wings for your character usually runs like 30 bucks. Okay. So That's it, way too much money. It's, yes, yeah, it's, it's not like Warframe where it's like 10 say, bucks, maybe. I was going to say the, the like yearly supporter packs for Warframe, I think like the, the really, really good one that everybody suggests that you get is like 80 bucks, you know? And that comes with a bunch of gameplay stuff, a bunch of cosmetic stuff, weapons and all that sort of thing. That's not a set of wings and a, your teleporter looks different. Yeah. Path of Exile lives off its whales, I think, because they have the yearly ones. They have yeah. seasonal ones, which are like 50 or 150 bucks. Yeah. So that's, you know, if you're if you want to get all the cosmetic stuff, it'll set you back probably three grand a year. Well, Natalie, how does that sound to you now that you know that you can spend $500 to play dress up in the game? Like yeah, Natalie, you know, Nick, said, 
Even more accessible. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, like, are there, since we've brought up Warframe so many times during this conversation, what about Path of Exile? Or is there anything in Path of Exile that would make you tell someone, like, you should play this instead of Warframe, which is the cheaper, maybe more fun, more accessible alternative? I'm going to f- let Dylan field that one first, too. I think it's hard to pre- beat Warframe's story, honestly. Yeah. And, mm. I, and Warframe's definitely a little bit more accessible. I, Path of Exile is just, like I said, I think it's ideal for people who like mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because there's so many different ones. And once you finally beat the game, it's like, which of these 15 do I want to focus on and not have enough time to do all of them? Yeah. Uh, I was- whereas Warframe is like, you play it for the story, you play it for like the fashion. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely some fashion in Path of Exile, but the amount of it that is free is minimal. So I, I think they're, they're slightly different parties. Can you do gameplay stuff to get uh, in-game cosmetic currency, like the, the, the premium currency like you can in Warframe? Well, there's no actual premium currency. It's just players trading their orbs. Okay, so um, there's no like platinum equivalent. If you no want to buy or, the cosmetics, you're just like, nope, it's $55 or whatever. Yeah, from from directly from them. You have to, you can buy POE points or whatever the hell it's called. It's weird cuz the supporter packs are just like 60 bucks or and and the cosmetics are like, you know, 300 points where 100 points is uh 10 points is a dollar, 100 points, something like that. So that but, so you um, can trade or but can you can you trade those? You POE can't points? trade that currency as tied okay. to your account. That's my big question. Yeah. No. yeah. So you, you, can you explain the orb trading or did you just do that? Uh, so basically, uh, there's the list of currency uh, in Path of Exile. That's the, there's like chaos orbs, which are the, like the default currency. Like, <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. Are they really called chaos orbs? Yeah, one chaos orb is basically a dollar. <laughs> Obama replied, you mean, you mean chaos, chaos, chaos orbs? <laughs> yeah. So there's like chaos orbs and then like they're worth like a dollar, but if you can also trade literally anything else. So like if you want to trade exalt orbs, you can trade those. I'm really, I'm, I'm really sorry. I do not keep mean to keep derailing this. You, you were telling me that a thing called a chaos orb in this video game is worth one George Washington is just worth one dollar of American currency, a thing called a chaos orb. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, essentially you can't like exchange it for money in any way, shape or form. But that's what it's people really decided. funny. Okay. Uh, but basically it's just like, oh, if someone has an item you want, you have to decide, you have to figure out how much, how many orbs it's worth. And that's how you'll trade. Uh, and you decide that based on the market, based on the websites that do trading, like okay. POE trade, or uh, one of the handy things is there are applications that allow you to hotkey uh, a, uh, an app essentially that pops up in your, in your game. So it's like, oh, what's this item worth? And you'd like hotkey. And it's like, this is worth 0.1 exalt orbs. Oh my so. god, it's Bitcoin. Yeah, it's Bitcoin. I just it just occurred to me that it's all just Bitcoin because it's like it's worth like a point one of a thing and or whatever. Yeah, which oh. is in which case you would trade something that's worth less than chaos orbs, a different material. Okay. Oh <laughs> boy. I like fucking, so, fucking mm. Elon Musk going to on Twitter right now. Buy chaos orb. Buy chaos orb. <laughs> I mean, to, to circle back to the thing of like, you know, to Natalie's question about like whether or not I would um, recommend this over Warframe, like that's a tough question for me because Warframe is one of my all time favorite games, period. Oh, um, really? But also hearing this conversation, one of the <laughs> things that I love so much about Warframe is the simplicity of being able to trade the in-game platinum currency for just like players like you can just trade it to players as if it was an item in game which makes like the ability to buy cosmetics almost all cosmetics the only cosmetics in warframe that you can only buy with real american dollars or whatever currency you happen to be using i suppose um the only things that are locked behind that are things that are like community creations because the community members need to get a cut of that because they're they're cut in on the um sales of the things that they made um the tenogen stuff but everything else is just very simple 
this is worth platinum. And there's a market board, there's auction boards in the um, World of Warcraft style that you can go onto online to, to trade that stuff, and that's all it takes. This this is one of the things about um, this game that is so hard for me to wrap my head around. Yeah, yeah. and you kind of have to, which is the weird thing, which I haven't, I haven't decided if it's something that I'm willing to get over yet. I don't like trading in games. Like, I don't trade in Warframe. Oh, sure. I, I buy everything myself or craft it myself. Or grind for it myself, but the thing about you know pillar, I was did it Path of Exile is um, <laughs> Pillars of Exile. You need to get not only do you need to worry about getting the right rolls on your items. You know, like I want it to have intelligence, not dexterity. You know, you want it to increase health or elemental resistance, yada yada. But it also has to roll with enough gem slots and enough connected slots and enough slots of the same color. Right. Yeah. And the chance of you finding that yourself is so low that people gen- generally just trade to get everything they need. Right. Which means the stuff you get for the most part doesn't matter. Uh, oh. which, does, which does make me feel weird yeah. considering I'm the type of person who wants to earn everything that I'm using. I mean, it matters if you do the trading, which is not something you want to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. they, they do have leagues for that, too. They do have leagues where you can there's no trading allowed. You can only use stuff that you find yourself and you can oh. only play by yourself. OK, well, that seems like it but. sucks away some of the fun, though. I think a lot of these games yeah. are supposed to be sort of uh, communal experiences, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's also a little too punishing. There's like no backup because if you like screw up, you're like, I, I can't get the stuff I need. You know, not not good for new players. Sure. Yeah. Is it like a pr- lot of this game just sounds like that? Like not very. <laughs> Not very accessible. Good to new players, no. It sounds like getting thrown into the deep end of the swimming pool and you're kind of just yeah. trying to swim. I mean, in a, uh, in a lot I of mean, ways, it sounds more complicated than Warframe than even I assumed it was. Yeah. I mean, Dylan, can, can, can I just be really honest about the yeah. kind of video game player you are for a second, if you don't mm-hmm. mind me, me kind, of clown, kind of clowning on you a little bit? <laughs> like you, you, yeah. I mean, you you are a bit of a, like, completionist checklist pervert when it comes to these games. Like you do have to like, you are a person that has to plan out that stuff. And as I've been listening to this conversation, I'm realizing that like you could, I could go download this game and just start it and play it and see how I feel about the gameplay loop. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. like it's not that inaccessible, right? Like I don't have to go Mm -hmm. through a lot of these hoops to just get the general feel down of this game. Right. Or is it actually obfuscated behind a lot of these systems? No, it's it's not inaccessible. The, the problem okay. is there's no easy way to undo your skill tree mistakes is the, the, ah, the biggest thing. Okay. Okay. Because I, I, mean, say get, that, that's, I got that's like some points early on that are just like, hey, you just have respect points now. You can respect yourself two times because you did this quest early on. Yeah, well, you can respect two nodes. Uh, Wait, it's only for the it's, nodes? It's, it's, it's one node. Oh my God! So if, if, you, if you end up level, you know, a hundred and you have a hundred nodes, you need to buy a hundred respect points. I didn't. I've been fucking walking around, plugging skills into my guy, being like, "Well, if I don't like this later on, I'll just pop one of these." Oh no, yeah. Steven in real time finding out how inaccessible this game is. Oh no! Yeah, yeah the fucking awful. header image for this po- episode of the podcast is going to be me uninstalling this from Steam right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can you can get the points. It's not impossible. It's just it's an investment. It's not easy to respect. Dylan, I have two. I have two of these and I've put like 75 skills into different things. I've been playing for like 13 hours. I have two. This is so funny. Well, we've 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 witnessed uh, the the murder of Path of Exile from Steven's machine. Um, Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, oh, it's it, it it is it is genuinely one of those games, and and this we're we're two for two on the show, uh, in as many weeks talking about a game that like we have not covered very much, and also uh, and Dylan, uh, we don't have to do it in this episode because I want to maybe dedicate a full one, but we talked a little bit about Elder Scrolls Online last week, and I would mm-hmm. I would say that's also a game that like. I think it's probably more popular in Path of Exile, or at least like more widely known. But like, I, it is interesting to me these games that have super dedicated followings, a ton of these updates, and I, I like there are plenty of games that I haven't played that I could kind of tell you what they're like. This is one of those games I'm just like I have no idea. Um, 
I, I don't know. It's just really interesting. These RPGs that come out that occupy the space for me. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm in the minority. I don't know, but like, it just seems like such a bizarre thing to have something that is this popular and widely known and played, but like still is so, so, so strange to a lot of people. I guess Warframe was like that for a lot of people. Hey, here's the other thing, time. John, that's also Fortnite now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I th- I think you're right. I couldn't tell you what Fortnite is right now. Yeah. That's true. All games are kind of like this. I think like all games are like the this. live service games. Yeah, totally. The monoculture like died in TV, whatever, 10 years ago. Right. Like the idea of everybody watches Monday Night Football. Everybody watches Twin Peaks or whatever the fuck people do. Sure. That died a while ago. And I think that like quietly or or sort of off screen also died in video games because like now every game is like that for for everybody. Like because all games are online service games, which means that everybody has to be incredibly invested in one particular one or two or three or whatever. You know, they have to pick and choose their battles on those. And I think Path of Exile is maybe more concentrated form of that because it is so like nakedly mathematical about it. But Fortnite is also a game where it's just like, well, how's your 90s? You know, how's your how's your fucking whatever the people call them, those like flips and doing the building stuff really quickly type shit like that's also a different kind of thing that is just as impenetrable to anybody who hasn't already played that game for a million hours. Gotcha. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you like that. No, no, I no. did, though. No, it's fine. I mean, like, yeah, I, I just think this game is interesting and you all have definitely uh, told me more about it than I knew before, which is, you know what? Some would say the point of this podcast. Yeah. I, I mean, I've played it for 35 hours. Still don't know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> that's nothing new here. Yeah. That's, that's life. Sometimes, you know, they, they think that can be our big takeaway is that sometimes uh, you just kind of barrel through a subject and uh, never quite understand what you're doing. But we know that we are going to wrap this one up for ourselves, I think. Thank you so much, Dylan, for trying to elucidate us just the tiniest bit about Path of Exile. Yeah, no, hopefully uh, next time I talk to you, I will have actually played Endgame. Yeah, know, 50 hours from now or something. I don't know. Yeah, let us know when you kill God. We'll have you back on. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. The whole point is to kill bosses to appease God and then kill God. Oh, yeah. Well, I know. That's, yeah, that's I mean, the season. If whenever every single time any RPG is like, there's a God, I'm like, I'm going to kill it yep. like every single time. So, yeah, fucking anyway. we're going to walk back into the office in 2023 or whenever the fuck. And um, Dylan's going to come into the building. His eyes will be glowing blue. His hair <laughs> will be doing Super Saiyan like pulses and stuff like that. And just like, I understand Path of Exile now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, all the chaos orbs. <laughs> <laughs> This is Chaos Dylan speaking. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to us alongside Dylan. Thank you, Jordan Mallory, our producer this week. You can find him online at, at Jordan underscore Mallory. Where can people find you, Natalie? People can find me at Hardy Mesa. That's heart I-M-E-C-I-A. Being absolutely one brain celled about MMOs in general. Yeah, I think we kind of like burned out that uh, that brain power here about like 15 minutes into this podcast because I've played nine and a half hours of this game, according to Steam, and I still don't understand what we talked about. So um, thank you so much, Natalie, for uh, sticking with us through this one. No, thank you for explaining all of that. To me, it's it still feels like a very difficult to access game, yeah. but sometimes it's like that and you can still find joy in games like this like Dylan has uh, somebody else who can find joy in many different things is one John Warren where can people find you <laughs> uh, you can find me taking joy in nothing uh, at Floppy and on Twitter thank you so much and Dylan uh, thank you for guesting with us where can people find you uh, I changed my handle to squibblin that like Dylan but with squib so it's uh, sq U-I-B-L-O-N. Like Dylan, but with squid. Now, no, no, Dylan, that's not... Ha- okay, we have to go. But no, I would not describe, I would not describe d- Dylan as squib. As, I, none of that made sense. But yeah, squibblin on, on Twitter. It's good. Now it's, it's no longer underscore Skiffington, which I think is an improvement. So good job. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, so it's like Dylan and just that the O and the N remain. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> it. That is it. It's One like Diblin, L-O-N-N. but Squib. <laughs> Hi, I'm Diblin. 
<laughs> we can't I'm do dibble. this. I'm Dibblin Squibblin. I'm Dibblin Squibblington. Uh, you can follow our... Uh, uh, sorry, you can follow <laughs> Fanbyte Media on Twitter at, at Fanbyte Media. It's a bit like um, Granular Bite, but if you switch the granular with fan in front of it, uh, so that's how you can kind of remember that. Dylan, we love having you on this show. <laughs> Thanks yeah, so great. much. Thank you. Um, and you can find me online at, at Stephen Strum, S T E V E N S T R O M. Make sure to go and listen to all of our podcasts at the Fanbyte Podcast Network. That's fanbyte.com slash podcast and join the Discord server so that you can send in questions um, to us. And that yes. is at uh, fanbyte.casa, is how you join the Discord server. <sighs> well, it's like house, but in Spanish. Casa. Yeah. Oh. Yay. Like house. Yeah. But in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so cool. You know what I have in my house? What? A I bar? Have a, I have a bar. Oh. I've died. And in your casa? I'm gonna, you have I'm a gonna bar? Invite, I'm going to invite <laughs> you to sit at the bar in my mm-hmm, casa. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to sit here until Steven figures out what we're going to do at the bar. Oh, John, I have an idea. I think that uh, we all need a moment to sort of recharge the calories we've burned on thinking too hard about Path of Exile today. Uh, okay. And we can get those in liquid form with a big old... Sure. Uh, <laughs> 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 